Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the least comfortable show on the web. It is your one-stop shop, your place where you come for all the discomfort that your little dark heart desires for things like conspiracies, politics, religion, and honesty. Dangerous honesty. That's what we're all about here, and we're going to talk about some dangerous honesty. Or, you know, some theories, some rumors, some, some stories, some news, and things like that here in just a moment before we do... Roll the thing! The following is a Goulash Media production. Goulashmedia.net Oh yeah, get it son, we're gonna get it. I am here in the studio of. We should name this place. We should. We should be. We should be saying something to the effect of "We're here, live from the blankety blank studio." What should we call it, Travis? Mm, the man cave. <laughs> That's really dumb. <laughs> All right, kill the music. Today's episode is sponsored by you guys, my producers in the Downers Club. Oh, I got smaller and I got bigger. Uh, crap. Let me back that up because we have a new one. People in the Downers Club like Lincoln Stack. What a sweet name. Jack Casey. These sound like made-up names, but cool. Javari, Mark Clare, Kyle Evans, Craig DaCosta, Joe Kabinski, Anthony Meyer, Michael Mitchell something. We Are Libertarian, Stephen Hartman, uh, Aaron Stute, Howie Snowden, Brian McWilliams, David White. Travis, you want to read some of those? Go, go, go. John Barnhouse. Good job, Travis. All right. If you guys want your name on that list, if you guys want to be in the Downers Club, and most importantly, if you want to get bonus episodes of the show every single week, including the bonus that I did earlier this week with Dave Casey and the after parties that Travis and I usually do after these news rants, then you can get those at patreon.com forward slash the system is down every single week and help this thing keep getting bigger and better, more beautiful every week. More weird, more raw, more offensive, more weekly content. Patreon.com forward slash the system is down. Today's show is also brought to you by the Royal Green, which is a book. Additionally, this show is sponsored by freeounceofkratom.com. Get your free ounce of Kratom at freeounceofkratom.com, the aptly suggest, or selected domain name that they chose for free ounce of Kratom, freeounceofkratom.com. You can also get Delta 8 THC. If you don't know what that is, it's, it's weed. And they have vapes, they have gummies, and they have joints and all sorts of fun stuff. And you can order it and you can get it in any state, even the illegal ones. They found the, they found the workaround. Did you know that, Travis? I did not. What's the workaround? Um, go back and listen to my episode with John Bush from freeouncefkratom.com and mybravebotanicals.com where we talk about Delta 8 THC. All right. I'm not sure. Honestly, I've never done my research, but what's the difference between... You're going to have to go back and listen to the episode <laughs> because we did an entire episode on it. But, uh, it's great. Um, Kayla and I tried, uh, one of their joints and it was, it was good. It was really good. Um, All right. try it out. Use the promo code TSID for 5% off your entire order. If you want to try the ounce of Kratom, you can get that for absolutely free by going to freeouncefkratom.com and still enter that promo code TSID so they know we sent you. Um, I'm going to jump back to the Royal Green because that's just mean. Jack Casey <laughs> wrote a book called The Royal Green, and Kayla is slowly reading it, and I keep asking her if she has an update on it, and she says, um, I'm busy. So that's the update. And we'll see if we get it out of her. You, you guys can go pester her online if you want to at antinewslive.com. But check out the Royal Green. I hear it's good. 
I hear it's real good. It's about uh, Civil War and mystical stuff. The Matrix meets uh, Dante's Inferno. I don't know. I'm making it up now. But check it out at theroyalgreen.com because Jack Casey is a cool dude who is cool enough to support evil, evil dangerous shows like this one. Theroyalgreen.com. Go. Go do it. Go do it now. Uh, okay. All right, Travis, uh, you're here again. I am. What's up? Uh, not much is up except for the world is still ending. Of course. Um, do you have any updates on the ending of our current world that we believe exists? Ending? I don't know about ending, but, you know, it's just some things that sparked my mind in the past couple days. Um, like... Here's one I, I mentioned to you this morning, except I didn't say it. I wrote it down. Sure. Um, I was, you know, I was watching the news the other day. Just you know. So you mentioned it to me in your head. Yep. That's, that's what you mean. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. Uh, locally, most car dealerships are having a lower supply of new cars. And I guess the reason it is, is that the microchips that are usually going to the cars <laughs> to keep them. <laughs> Wait. Know. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> running out of microchips? Yes. Yeah. The, the chip that runs your car, you know how there's a computer system inside of your car to yeah. make it do all the crazy stuff. Well, the microchips are running low and then the cars are running low. Interesting. Where did they are all you go? suggesting they're taking big ass <laughs> car microchips and shooting those, injecting them into our arms, hey, Travis? They're microchips. So they must be small enough. <laughs> I, I have no idea how big those or actually. how small those. But I, I'm guessing that it's probably more because of just the COVID. Like all the everything, all the industries are backed up on yeah. actually putting shit out. Um, yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> it's a fun theory. I like that you brought it up, but I'm not buying it so far. Stand by. Stand we'll, by. we'll let you know if, if any new developments come with the... <laughs> Car microchips being inserted into people's arms theory. <laughs> uh, what else you got, Travis? Anything? Um, let's see. Uh, seems like people are still getting sick, even with the vaccine. Uh, yep. People getting sick left and right, and doctors don't know what it is, apparently. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. What is that? Huh. Huh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Just, huh. <laughs> So you're telling me, and I have a relative who recently got the vaccine, and then shortly after got COVID. So ah. if at best it's doing nothing, nothing, nothing at all, and at worst it might be causing <laughs> these problems, yes. and at worst it is causing in some people different complications like uh, blood clots, um, harsher periods, sometimes you know death. But yeah. not to worry, folks. <laughs> Not, not not only are these moral goods, but you, you need to get them. Everyone needs yes. to get them, right? You must get it. Yes, well, you have to get give it. Give you a beer if you get it. <laughs> oh, I have a fun story. Me and Kayla went to the DMV this morning because we got a, a new van yesterday. Wow, and you got out already? <laughs> that is the story, <laughs> okay. actually. Uh, we, we went there, and um, we don't wear masks because we're heathens yeah. and we're, we're neanderthals I mean, as joe biden would say according to the country you don't have to anymore well well yeah <laughs> according to the cdc but not according to you know all the crazy sheep running around out there with masks on and they're yes. when they're alone in their cars um <laughs> so we go to the dmv to get it all tax titled and licensed and all that but if my dog keeps barking i'm going to murder it um 
<laughs> we get we go to the DMV, um, and but Kayla called in advance and set up an appointment. Oh. She's like, "Hey, we don't wear masks. How can you accommodate that?" Which we did an episode on this show a while back on how to get around not wearing masks, and one of the main ways is call ahead, and ask them. Like, will you? Do you have a way for me to, you know, shop at your at your store or come into your your location and use your services? Like, I will work around whatever you need to do, like being courteous and stuff. Yeah. And so she called, and they said, well, you can come in at 7.45 in the morning, 15 minutes before they open. Wow. And you don't have you not only don't have to wear a mask, <laughs> but that gigantic line out yeah. there, you get to be the asshole who literally just walks right by them and goes, well, sorry, guys, I'm smart enough to not wear a mask. That's crazy, man. So... It's uh, there are upsides other than breathing fresh air <laughs> to not wearing masks. Put a, put just a tiny bit of effort into your life, and it's probably saved us like three hours. Yeah. There were people with like lawn chairs out there eating <laughs> eating breakfast. It was. I should get a vendor a vendor track and just go over there and just set it up. I'll probably make a shit ton of money, dude. I have a plan actually. I I'm I said this jokingly to <laughs> Kayla this morning, but I might do this. Getting like water or something or like Gatorades. And doing like the the churches always do, where they like put a little memory verse on there or something, <laughs> yes. uh, but making it like uh, like giving it to them and talking to them about the abomination that is the DMV because it's run by who? The system. The government. Yes. <laughs> um, and you know, talking about that with them a little bit and saying, you know, I just just talking about some libertarian values and stuff like that. It's like if if you want to know how this thing could go better how you could probably get by like not standing in line for five hours to go into what looks like an old busted ass laundromat um private private companies uh like you look at we we have some very specific and clear examples of this you've got a post office you've got um fedex which is a, a private company now you go into a fedex shop it's all nice and clean and and lovely and because yes. like they're trying to get your business but the post office doesn't have to get your business no nope. they don't because they're they're already paid by you and your tax money exactly so you go in there and it looks like a post office <laughs> which basically looks like a crime scene yes or and, a jail cell or something yeah and then you you give each one of those those businesses uh, a piece of mail like put a hundred dollars in an envelope give one to fedex Give the other one to the USPS. Which one are you more confident in getting to your your destination? Well, the one, of course, is not the one that take your money. That you know, it's the government, whatever. It's the one that's always the mom and pop shop. Usually, is the one that's going to be the better. They have to try experience. Yes, they they have to gain your business. They have to earn it. Yes, and the other does not. So, um, maybe uh, we figure out some solutions for the DMV and get the government out of all that shit. It's like that everywhere, by the way. I mean, living in the cities, coming to Alito, like you just know that if you have to go to DMV, yeah, it's going to be a whole day thing. Well, I think Alito, Alito used to be not bad at all because we're yeah. kind of hidden and away from everything. Um, but it seems like because of like I don't know the ramping up of everything and it being harder and harder, um, it seems like a lot of the people are coming into Alito and discovering that hey, there's less of a line over here, yes. and so the line's just getting longer and longer here. Oh yes gentrification they're taking over man they're taking over our tiny little crappy town anyway did you have any other news to share travis harms um personally i on the i thought this was a cool thing uh, on the way here actually i got a phone call 
Um, got a phone call. I don't know if everyone knows. Uh, I do. I run a recording studio. I do like musical production stuff. You do? I do. Yes. Yes. Huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I got a call from one of my clients. Uh, it was actually a uh, chaplain, I guess, from a prison. He uh, once chaplain. Uh, that's how you say that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, wants to open up a like a studio type services thing in a prison. Which is, that's different. That's cool. So that's kind of a cool thing that I guess I could... potentially cool. Could be. I mean, it could be weird. If you, like, (laughs) dedicated all of your studio time to doing that, like, it could be cool prison outreach, like, helping them out. It's a community thing. Yeah. You know, I could could eat that up a little bit. Now, do they take... Do they take... (laughs) Do you request that they take uh, the prisoner, put them in the padded cell, (laughs) and use that as the vocal booth to dampen some of the sound? That would be the best... Probably the best spot in the whole prison. I mean... Soundproofing is already there. Plus, if they get too crazy, yeah, it's padded. Yeah, I like it. Uh, you just stand outside. You j- only put the mic in, and then they put them in, and then you close the door, and you're like, "All right, do that again." And you're like screaming through the the little sl- the food slot or whatever. I, I want to record an album in a padded Let's cell or it. in solitary confine confinement or something like well, that. I got the space now. <laughs> <laughs> the new studio is located at the uh, cell block five. Penetrate or penet. Penetry Studios. <laughs> Penetratory? That sounds... That's a different night. My bad. Speaking of penetration, happy Pride Month, Travis. Thank you. You too, sir. You're or welcome. Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you not know that I recently changed that. <clears throat> um, We are going to talk... We're not going to talk about Pride Month because... who? This is the second day anyway. I mean, we have yeah. we have 28 more days to, or 29 more days to talk about. I, I mean, it's, if you want to be proud of your sexuality, so be it. Yes. But why do we need so a bad. national month of being proud of I don't know, that? Man. There's a, you know, there's a lot of weird national holidays that make no How sense. How come Black History Month gets the shortest, shortest month in the year and the gays get June? All of June. They, they get like, what, one more day? Two more days? How many days? In, it's 28 days in February, right? Yeah, something like that. Or so, no. So the gays get two yeah. more days to celebrate their... That's right. Freedom. Favoritism. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Racism. Um. So uh, let's move into some news articles. And of course, we have to start with the, the happy news of the day because we always do that. The very happy news. Um, <clears throat> let me find my very happy news. This is the happy news of the day. This one. Trump is telling people he will be reinstated as president by August after Mike Flynn called (laughs) for a Myanmar-style coup to replace Biden. What? (laughs) (laughs) Did he really say this? That's, That's a good question. Now, I've read some of these articles. Like, There's a lot of people talking about this, and it's going around, but... uh, I haven't seen much evidence that he's actually saying. Let me pull you up here. There you go. There you are. Um, cool. There's there's Travis. So let's let's read a little bit of this and find out, shall we? Do it. Is this where is this at? Website. Uh, the United States. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, dailymail.co.uk so you know it's legit there it is yeah <laughs> trump is telling people he will reinstate we already read that uh former president donald trump is t- <laughs> they gotta put it in there again um 
Yeah. Uh, the New York Times' Maggie Haberman commented Tuesday on a CNN story that showed Trump supporters expressing support for a Myanmar-style coup to bring Trump back. Now, it's funny that all of a sudden everybody knows what Myanmar-style coup means. I, I love it when stuff like this happens, like when, uh, you probably aren't familiar, but like Gary Johnson, when he was running for the Libertarian Party, and he had the moment where he said, they asked him what he thought about Aleppo, and he's like, what is Aleppo? Do you know what Aleppo is? I, I do not know. Nobody did until they're like, oh, let's make fun of this asshole for not knowing what Aleppo <laughs> is, and we all looked it up. I didn't know what Aleppo was until uh, he stepped in it, but um, it's the same with this. Somebody said the the Myanmar thing, and everybody's like, that's that's horrifying, but I don't feel like anybody actually knew what that was until just now. I could be wrong. Maybe you're smarter than me, but... Uh, Basically, the Myanmar thing is, like, their government was, like, overthrown by insurrectionists, essentially. I don't know who is right or who was wrong, because if your government is terrible and corrupt, and you have very clear evidence of that, then, yeah, the, the point of a Second Amendment, guns, is to take care of that yes. in whatever way you must. Not like... I'm not saying that that should happen right now. I'm saying that that is the entire point of let me move my screen. The entire point of the Second Amendment, um, because we shouldn't allow a, tyr a tyrannical government to uh, to come in, whether it's Trump or Biden. Anyway, Haberman added that Trump has been laser focused on election audits, including the state Senate Republican led one in uh, Maricopa County, Arizona as well as another audit expected in Georgia's Fulton County. As the Manhattan District Attorney has uh, convened a grand jury that is expected to decide whether to indict the former president. Um, remember, as, as, this is, as I'm reading some of this, listen for the part where they say exactly the words that Donald Trump said. Yes. Okay? Okay. Um, so Maggie Haberman, let's, we can watch this, um, this video here that is, that this is what CNN posted. This is what they're using as evidence that Trump said these things. Biden is just, he's like a puppet president. Uh, the military is in charge. It's going to be like Myanmar. What's happening in Myanmar? The military is doing their own investigation, and at the right time, they're going to be restoring the republic with Trump as president. What's going in on different in Myanmar right now? The what? government took over, and they're redoing the election, correct? So that could possibly happen here, possibly. Would you like to possibly, see possibly, possibly, possibly. Like really? Yes. You know why? Because the election was stolen from us. Oh, yeah. From us. Donnie joins us now. Yeah. Um, so the election was. St Do you think that there was any fraud there, Travis, in the election? I don't know. I, I, maybe it could have been, but like the way I think about it is like, if there if there was, there was actually something that went down and it got altered and Trump got out of office and Biden took over. Um, it's it's done. It's over with. But like, so if if let's say Putin in Russia came in and they infiltrated and Putin was elected president, <laughs> you would just say, eh, it's over now. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. I've always thought, even me being little, I've always thought like the election and how everything works and how it's voted, like this just doesn't make any sense. It feels like it's already pre-elected and yeah. it's already chosen. So I, that's why I never took it serious, to be honest. Yeah, I think that there was certainly fraud. I don't know if it overturned the election. Well, I, I, I tend to believe that it does because yeah. uh, we were reporting on it at the time 
Um, there was like, like, okay, so this is just one example. They're counting the votes on the night of the election. I don't, it might've been Georgia or somewhere. I don't remember. Look it up. It's old news now, but they were counting the votes and then they're supposed to keep, they're supposed to stay up. Their one job is to stay there and count the votes until it gets done. And they're like, oh, we're going to call it a night. (laughs) And they go home or they, they shut it down, go home when, uh, like the poll watchers, the people who are there to make sure everything's on the up and up. Yeah. They come back in the morning and apparently the other people came back a little bit earlier. And then all of a sudden Biden's numbers went up by like, it was like, 130,000 or something like yeah, like skyrocketed oh. overnight it was uh it was the perfect amount to give him a clear lead too and um Trump's went up by like 10,000 or something it like, is kind of odd that like Trump was like in my opinion like ruling the country with being the president a lot of people liked him and all that and people are talking about him getting a second term yeah and then all of a sudden like he had no chance. It was like gone. Was right? Like, How is that? Yeah. Do you, when you when you hear about the all these crazy people who are calling for this type of stuff, um, does that make you think that Biden won in a landslide? Because he he Joe Biden got more votes than any president in American history. That is true too. That's Again, a- Joe <laughs> Biden. <laughs> now. I was going to save this, but let's just go ahead and jump to this now. This is another uh, another segment that we're going to start doing where we just watch some Joe Biden compilations. And we'll watch a little bit of this. And maybe we'll come back to it later. This man got more votes than any president in American history. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. The president has a big stick. We choose truth over facts. Check my shape on. Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do it. Let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Can't get the same position right. One man stands ready to deliver change we desperately need. A man I'm proud to call my friend. A man who will be the next president of the United States, Barack America. (laughs) What? You didn't see uh, Obama's response. (laughs) It's like, Barack America? What? (laughs) Yes, that's the country, not my name, Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States of America, Barack Obama. Read the caption here. <laughs> Look at uh, yes, his face after that too. And oh, the guy yeah, on man. right there, that old white man who was a senile old kook back then who could barely talk, he got way more votes than that super suave black dude there. Yeah, that's you buying that? Nah, nah. Yeah, that's probably something up. No. <laughs> we can speak out and be more straightforward. What the fuck is this guy talking about? I, 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 I got something to do. I got to go do boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. This is qualified or more qualified than I am to be vice president of the United States of America. Said Hillary Clinton is more qualified than me. And quite frankly, um, it might have been a better pick than me, but she's first rate. I know I'm called middle class Joe. It's not meant as a compliment. I'm not sophisticated. <laughs> Compliments. I'm not going nuts. You're a damn liar, man. That's not true. I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on? Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do. Let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. All right. Have you not seen the videos of Joe Biden basically threatening people no, on haven't. the campaign trail? I've never seen that. It. <laughs> I, I can't even like I talked about it a bunch back then, but it it still appalls me how few people actually know about these things that were like that aren't in the same circles and looking into the same stuff as I do. I just 
assume that it's like common knowledge, but no. Nah. Nope, it really isn't. United to the number 30330. Those are different things, Joe. Those are different numbers. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You got it. That saves billions of gallons of gasoline. I mean, billions of. Uh, Two point, I think it's two point three billion dollars worth of, excuse me, five hundred billion dollars in savings <laughs> oh my God. and two point something billion metric tons of CO two going in the air. Well, folks, I eliminate one tax loophole out of a trillion six hundred billion worth, for, a, a trillion four hundred billion worth, out of a billion four hundred million, <laughs> excuse me, a trillion four hundred billion dollars. It's hard to even say it. It's so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's enough of that for now. Uh, there, there's your honorable Joe, honorable Joe Biden. And I, I, I'm not here just to like make fun of an old man for like not knowing how to speak, Right. No. but I'm going to, <laughs> that's not why I'm here, but it's going to happen. The thing is, is like, okay, so what about if the election was a fraud and the system as in the government wanted Trump out for a reason to get him out of the public eye? Cause again, still, he's very... And Hiatus, like I don't, we don't haven't seen this man in forever. I haven't seen a picture yeah, unless I yeah. go and search for him. Well, I think that he, <clears throat> I mean, he doesn't have social media anymore. Every, mm-hmm. all, every single platform, including like Pinterest, I believe, kicked him off their platform. Didn't he shut down his blog too, as well? Recently? Did he? I thought so. I don't know. Yeah, you can look into that yeah. if you want. <laughs> while we're doing this, but uh, yeah, I think that. Uh, okay, so I. There's two parts of my brain. There's the the part that thinks that uh, there was probably some fraud and that Donald Trump should probably be president. There's the more realistic part of my brain, the crazy conspiracy side, that thinks that Trump was just a patsy. He was just there to get everybody pissed off, get everybody riled up, and get everybody divided. And then they they take him out of office. I think that he's in agreement. I think that he's part of the entire thing. And um, they take him out of office to stir everybody up, and they make it clear and obvious that there was some election fraud just to make everybody even more mad when they take him out. Yeah. And then maybe they throw him back in in August, like he's supposedly claiming. Um, they they reinstate him just to make everybody even more mad. Yeah, that's what's wrong with this world, or our country, I guess I should say. Nah, the world. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> um, so reading more in this, there's a bunch of Maggie Haberman tweets. Uh, it's happening in a vacuum. It's happening as the as he faced the as he faced the as he faced the possibility <laughs> of an indictment from the Manhattan DA. Blah blah. blah. Uh, Trump lost legal protections. Yeah, this is just recapping stuff. Now I said, and I'm not going to read all of this to prove my point, but I said, pay really close attention to the actual words that Donald Trump said. What were they, Travis? He didn't say anything. Not to my knowledge, no. <laughs> There's no words. There's nothing from Trump. It says, people are saying that Trump is saying this. And our evidence is some people, so just some random people that we picked from a, a Trump rally said some crazy yeah. stuff. And we put that on the media to, to blast it to make people like think he's doing this. Right. So and like, uh, to make people think that, you know, they need to be afraid of this big insurrection, this, this evil white supremacy insurrection, which is, do, do you think... Do, do you think that all Trump supporters are white supremacists, Travis? No, actually, no. There's Actually, that seems pretty obvious. Of course they're not. <laughs> yes. 50% of the country are not racists. No. They're just not. But not at all. And uh, it's interesting that, you know, 
talked about this before, but like the George Floyd thing, when uh, the Derek Chauvin trial was happening and all that, you know, what didn't come out of that? Like, like the, the, all this Black Lives Matter stuff really kicked off because of George Floyd's murder or untimely yeah. death or tra- tragic whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. doesn't really matter, <clears throat> but it kicked off because that was racism. That was clear, systemic racism. How come race was never brought up in the trial? That's a good question. It, it wasn't. Like, it, it was just to the facts. They never discussed, oh, well, he has this history of racism. You can see it here, and you can see it here, and that's what... Like, if they had that smoking gun of racism, they would have definitely used it against him, because that would have proven their case more you, that he... You're talking about murdered. George, the particular trial, that one, with the yeah. Floyd. Didn't... It wasn't his wife, like, Asian or something, too, as, as well? Derek Chauvin's wife? Yes, I and, believe so. I yeah. remember them talking a little bit about that, and that was, like, all it went from, like... Right, the racism of both sides. Yeah, she was uh, so, some minority. I believe she was Asian to some yes. degree, and um, yeah. So all they talked about was Derek Chauvin is a racist. But I'm waiting for the evidence that he is a racist. Right. I I can accept that he's a murderer, but yeah. that doesn't make him a racist. There's plenty of not racist murderers in the world. Yes. Um. Yeah. So where? Why did I bring this up? Oh. Um. Because <clears throat> now we have things like this. This is Honorable Joe Biden again. In uh, this is, <laughs> and we'll, we'll just watch. And we won't ignore what our intelligence agencies have determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat to the homeland today. White supremacy is terrorism. <laughs> White supremacy is the most important threat to our democracy right now Mm. not the chinese government currently threatening (laughs) nuclear war if we investigate which i'm jumping ahead of myself if we investigate um you know whether or not the virus came from a lab that's not the the biggest threat it's (laughs) white supremacist terrorists that we see all over the place yeah it's an issue but it's definitely not probably the the number one cause of uh you know issues here yeah (laughs) point List for me all the white supremacy terrorist acts of the last five years. Yeah, it's gonna be a that's gonna be a no for me. <laughs> <laughs> now I I will entertain this the idea that that the let's give it to you and say the sixth of January the insurrection thing mm-hmm. that was like a one. white supremacy terrorist attack. I don't think it was. I don't think no. it had anything to do with race. And no. that's what they're doing. They're twisting this into something like we talked about last week. Something that you can't change. This is about race. No, this is about some people who are pissed off at the government because they, whether they're right or or wrong, they believe and they perceive that the government is corrupt and it falsely elected Joe Biden. So it has nothing to do with race. Joe Biden is the whitest motherfucker you've ever seen. Like, how how can you just blanket call these people racist just because they don't like a white, a very white old man who has said many racist things in his past. Maybe that's his benefit of a doubt of him getting a black vice president as well. Like, that's the whole... You ever notice when Barack Obama took office, he had Joe, and then they had a black president, and then they switched it, and now she's going to be like the first black vice president, and girl, it being. Yeah, she's barely... She's barely black. Right. I mean, she she does have like Jamaican heritage, and I think she has Indian heritage, and she's... The system is crazy messed up. She's <laughs> used both of her heritages. Like, if it's if it's working for the story at the time, she's she's Indian. If it's working for the story at the time, she's black or Jamaican right. or whatever. She's and, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Jack of all trades. Yeah. Do you know... Man, we should talk someday about their bad... Their, their track record. I, 
I, I've thrown it out while you're here a few times, and I've talked about it on the show before, but I need to catch up to speed on some things that they've said and done, for particularly, sure. especially involving race. Uh, for those of you that know, the 94 crime bill, um, locking uh, African Americans and minorities and everybody, Kamala Harris locking everybody up uh, for un- nonviolent drug-related crimes, doing things that she has l- laughingly admitted that she has done, like she smoked marijuana, uh, stuff like that, and keeping people in Kamala keeping people in prison longer than their sentence so that she can use them as free or cheap labor to put out forest fires in California. So slave labor to put out forest fires. Yeah. Stuff like that. Or keeping guys on death row. I said I was going to talk about it in the future, but (laughs) once I start, I can't stop because there's so many fun things. Or how about Joe Biden uh, saying that he doesn't want to mix schooling because he doesn't want his kids growing up in a racial jungle. (laughs) What? Can you imagine if Trump said that? Yeah, that would be, he'd be pretty much raped. He'd be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Pretty bad. But uh, we just don't talk about it because, because as he says, determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat to the homeland today, white supremacy is terrorism. Mm. That from the guy who has destroyed countless, uh, along with his partner, have destroyed countless amounts of uh, minorities and lives over there. And, Granted, that doesn't make Trump a saint because Trump never served in office before president. So we can't really look at his track record or his voting record or anything like that. I doubt that he'd be much better if given that those positions of authority. But we have clear evidence that they did those things. And that's uh, that's what we're here to talk about. Um, So getting back to not going to ignore that either. I don't think there's anything else important in here. Look, he he just look, look, bud. Look, look at all those white people. <laughs> those relax. evil white people. Relax. Yeah, uh I don't know. I'm not going to not going to dig around that much more. But if the, if there's anything like when I click off of a video after like 30 seconds, it's because I've watched it and didn't feel like there was anything all that relevant. If you think that I'm just selectively editing and choosing things that fit my narrative, uh feel free to call me on it because I'm not looking to do that in I know that some of you are like, well, he only, that's a four-minute video, and he only played the part that he wanted to hear. Nah, it just wasn't interesting it is that your, point. It is your show, too, though. That's right. So, <laughs> fuck you. Um, from politicalwire.com, th- this is a story. This is an article. And this is proving my point about, hey, what did Trump say about this thing? So, whoops, that wasn't what I was supposed to hit. It's a bad day for buttons. Um... From Political Wire, so you know it's legit, Trump says he'll be reinstated as president soon. Here's the article. Former President Donald Trump has been telling, quote, a number of people he's in contact with (laughs) that, end quote, that he expects he will get reinstated as president by August, the New York Times reports. What? End of story. Oh, Byron York reports Trump is echoing what lawyer Sidney Powell said over the weekend. So that the the article there says, and it they take the time to make themselves look more legit. They put in quotes, yes, not around the thing Donald Trump said, <laughs> around a number of people he's in contact with. That is the the only quote in here. A number of people he's in contact with. So I could say a number of people Trump is in contact with said the world is ending. Like right, a number of people he's in contact with is the quote. Which means nothing <laughs> at all. <laughs> nope. I, wow. Yeah. So, I whatever. 
Um, yeah, and we already played that. Oh, I did want to. There was okay. We're gonna watch a little bit more of this Joe Biden speech here about the evil uh, white supremacy nation that he is in charge of. That's the thing. When it was Trump's America, that was all they said. Like, if there was like racism or if there was injustice or something, they're like, "This is happening in Trump's America." Yeah. Yeah. Who is America now, bro? <laughs> like, you can keep saying this country sucks and it's evil and it's full of white supremacists and needs better leadership. Okay, do it. Do it. We have to come charge. together to heal the soul of this nation. Aww. It was nearly a year ago before her father's funeral when I spoke with Gianna Floyd, George Floyd's young daughter. She's a little when was this video so shot, by the way? When what? Is this, is this a recent video? This is April 28th of 2021. Oh, that makes sense then. Yeah. I talked to her so I could look her in the eye. She looked at me and she said, my daddy changed the world. Did he? Who was he referring to? First off, I don't believe that she said that unless I see a video of it because they, yeah. they, they have this... It's amazing. Like these people have these f amazing stories. Every single time Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or even Donald Trump go up on stage, it's like, yeah, I was talking to this poor, crippled, transgender Muslim <laughs> child from Ethiopia, and he said to me, you're like, and then it's like this big, grand, elaborate thing that sounds like a like marketing company came up with it for like the slogan for a movie or something. Yep. My daddy changed the world. But even if she did say it, um, yes, your daddy changed. Well, your daddy didn't change the world. Your daddy just died. Like, right. You, you, and it, it kind of goes to uh, the evil snake woman behind him, uh, Nancy Pelosi. After the Derek Chauvin trial, Nancy Pelosi comes out and says, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for racial justice. Wow. George Floyd did not sacrifice he his life not. for racial justice. <laughs> he didn't sacrifice his life at all. George Floyd got really high, <laughs> got in a fight with cops, and died in a in a tragic uh, incident. Yeah, he was brutally uh, okay. He he was. Uh, I I am still up in the air, but I lean more towards uh, Derek Chauvin did intend to. And you can go back and listen to my conversation with Spike Cohen that I did about a month ago. Uh, where we broke that down, but uh, we don't need to get into that too much. But she said, you know, George Floyd sacrificed himself. It's like, no, George Floyd died, but yeah. he making him out to be a martyr, like he chose this, like, right. no, he was killed, or he died, or whatever. It, it sucks. Well, after the conviction of George Floyd's murderer, George Floyd. we can see how right she was if, if we have the courage to act as a Congress. We've all seen the knee of injustice on the neck of black Americans. Now's our opportunity to make some real progress. The vast majority of men... He, I want to... Is Clint Eastwood still alive? <laughs> he is, man. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I literally just watched a movie of him in it the other day, and I was like, man. I want to see a Clint Eastwood parodying uh, <laughs> Joe Biden movie. Like the story of it's Joe Biden, good. even though he's, he's he might even be older or the same age as Joe Biden, <laughs> and he would still seem younger, I'm sure. But uh, the squinty eyes feel a little Clint Eastwoodish. Women wearing a uniform and a badge serve our communities, and they serve them. Oh, this is important. This is important oh here. My God, he's 91. Some real progress. Listen to this. The vast majority of men and women wearing a uniform and a badge serve our communities, and they serve them honorably. 
the vast majority of cops, is what he's saying, are great people. So he's having his cake and also eating it, which I know is a is a terrible analogy because who wants cake if you can't eat it? But he's right. having his cake and eating it too, whatever that's supposed to mean. Because he's saying the biggest evil is the injustice through white supremacy in our system of killing black people. However, most cops are good. <laughs> Which one is it? Right. Make up your mind. Yeah. And <clears throat> any racist cops that are killing people are bad. We, we can all agree on that. That's not this profound statement. Um, and some cops are debatably good. But, um, yeah, what what's really funny here is who, like Nancy Pelosi starts to clap there, and then she stops, and then she starts up again. I know they want... And she's starting up again. And the person that they focus on is Maxine Waters. Now, Travis, I know you don't know who Maxine Waters is, but uh, she's a... a, a I don't remember her position, but she's a politician who came out and stoked um, the BLM riots. And she said, if you see Trump supporters or if you see people from Trump's cabinet out at a diner or out here or out there, you get in your in their face, you make a crowd, you let them know that they're not welcome here. And then maybe I should just pull up her, her, her own quotes and not yeah. try and speak for her. I would never, never dream of speaking for her. But uh, she said some pretty inflammatory things that uh, one could interpret as inciting violence. So, Maxine Waters. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't pull them up. There's too many of them. She also, uh, during the George Floyd... Shit. I don't need your ads. Uh, During the the Derek Chauvin trial and all that, she said if he does... She she said if he doesn't get first-degree murder, that we should protest even stronger. The problem is he wasn't charged with first degree murder. So <laughs> and they were in the process of burning shit down. Right. So what you're saying is if he gets something that I just made up right now, which he's not being charged with, or if he doesn't get that, then we need to keep burning things down. Is that sound like incitement of violence to you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems pretty direct. I could be wrong. Uh this might be that one. Let's see. <laughs> This is a very difficult time in the history of this country. Uh, despite the fact that we know that uh, people of color uh, have been killed too often, unarmed young men, in particular black men, have been killed. This is not the one. She's way too calm here. Um, whatever. You guys can go look it up. They're out there. There's like three or four videos of Maxine Waters directly calling for violence. And I just think it's ironic that she's the one standing up and like defiantly clapping, like slow clapping for the cops. Yeah, it's kind of odd. It seems like this whole thing is just, just made up bullshit. It probably, well, it probably is. Everything is. Like, you need to end this police brutality, but also, yes, most cops are great. <laughs> Love you, cops. Love Keep you. Up. Keep it up. Yeah. Also, Kamala Harris was the queen of cops. She was a cop herself. She was a district attorney. She was a cop. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And a terrible one at that. But uh, that's an, a story for another time. I I think that's enough for now on this. Let's let's move on. Do you have anything to add so far, Travis? I do not. And you? Nope. Nothing. Nothing to add to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Please don't make me. <laughs> Uh, so moving on. I mean, I could bring up the fact that you did speak about Clint Eastwood. It's kind of ironic. Oh, yeah. He's 91 and his birthday is the same day as me. So he just had a birthday. You're going to say his birthday is the same day as Joe Biden. <laughs> no. I'm going to be like, you got to be shitting me. 
Starting now, the the conspiracy theory of Joe Biden is Clint Eastwood in a stupid suit. <laughs> That'd be probably good, actually. He'd probably work it out. But yeah, Joe Biden's much, much younger. He's only 78. How old is Clint Eastwood? 91. Okay. <laughs> but which one seems older? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This, uh, this next article comes from Slate.com. It's a little bit of an old one. It's about a week old. But you still know it's still legit. But Slate.com... My husband won't take his mask off, even for sex. <laughs> what? That guy has some really good breathing techniques. <laughs> this is either... Yes. This is either he is um, scared of the virus, or he doesn't like his wife very much. <laughs> yeah, either he's brainwashed into thinking that he's going to catch the virus. Like, you're having sex. Yeah. Yeah. If it's passed through fluids, guess what? <laughs> yeah, again, I get it. Man. The mask isn't helping. Um, That's odd. Dear Prudence is Slate's advice column. Submit questions here. We should submit questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got some questions for you. What's uh, what's uh, what's up with all this uh, COVID stuff? Answer me. Uh, this week, Tori Bosch is filling in as Prudy. Uh, Janae? Desmond Harris takes over on June. I don't know. Don't know why I'm reading this. That, that has nothing to do with this article. I have been married to a great guy for five years. For five and a half years, he is handsome, sexy, funny. Which you don't know if he's still sexy. Right. You haven't seen his face he's in a year. <laughs> funny and kind. It's true that he has always been a little prissy about illness. Whew, settle down there, Damn. Spice. Now I see why she, he's wearing a mask. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I, I never thought it was a real problem. However, during a, the pandemic, his terror about uh, getting sick has reached new levels. I, we don't really need to read all this. You get the point. He's terrified of this, and he is terrified to the point that he's not willing to have sex with his wife. Travis, what would be, I know you're not married or anything, but what would be your advice to this man uh, or this woman who is asking about her husband? Uh, when he goes to work, contact a neighbor. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and say what? Help me! He's got me locked in here with stupid as ideas. In, as in cheating on the dude. But oh, oh! oh. <laughs> Hit up your neighbor to get. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he'll still have sex. He just won't do it without the mask. Yeah, I don't on. know if that's a real story. Just like... loveless sex. That's all. <laughs> well. No, if it's a real story, that's kind of odd. Again, it is. A lot of these stories that we go through are my main word. I always say is that's odd, very weird. You know why? Because <laughs> the world's fucking weird <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I didn't write this. <laughs> Slate.com is pretty reputable. It's just I don't know. I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, from time to time, I'll still be driving around and people are wearing their masks by themselves in their cars. So like, yeah, I mean, if they're doing that. What else? Right. Are they doing? Yeah. If they would do that by themselves, right? Then why wouldn't they do it with somebody else? So and weird. There is a section here that I forgot. Um, if I can find it, where he's just saying, "I, I'm not gonna, I, I will not take this mask off until it's safe, until everyone can be safe." That's never gonna be a thing. Well, Before how COVID. much danger are you putting everyone in by having sex with your wife? Right. Like, I don't get it. Unless she is it's, like, it's like it's a, a defiant thing. I'm gonna keep wearing this just because I'm helping. Like they, they're brainwashed into thinking this is helping somehow. Absolutely, yeah. 
So the hero that wear, not, wears not a cape and not pants, but a mask. But a mask. Check it out in the new Marvel MCU film, uh, Mask Twat. I don't know. Um, so, oh, we didn't talk about our, our pop culture news for this week. The pop culture news for this week is, do you know who um, Ellie Kemper is? Aaron from The Office? Oh, yeah. Or uh, what's uh, Kimmy Schmidt, whatever yeah. show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a racist. Is she now? Yeah, of course. Still, she's a racist. still attractive. <laughs> how dare you yeah. um yeah no uh so there's this thing that came out just yesterday this was trending all over um all right. over twitter what it what this comes from uh, msn.com i don't know why slate is still up there i guess they're sharing but this comes from msn.com we'll, we'll hide that uh what has <laughs> meant that ellie kemper was what it meant what it means jeez uh that ellie kemper was queen of the racist veiled prophet ball a two-decade-old article about Ellie Kemper, the actress best known for The Office and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, whose whose second lead star is a giant black gay dude, but she's a racist <laughs> for this, um, went viral this week. And for those of us not deeply immersed in the history of Kemper's native town of St. Louis, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, the story could. Uh, could seem both deeply weird and more than a little confusing. In 1999, it turns out the then 19-year-old Princeton sophomore was dubbed Queen of Love and Beauty at the Veiled Prophet Ball. The rediscovery of this fact then led to allegations that Kemper was a, quote, KKK princess. So, was she? What? Let's get your opinion. Um, So this is not like... She didn't say anything or do anything. No. Okay. <laughs> this is something dug up from when she was like graduating high school and gotcha. she was in this ball thing. Uh, from what I read, it seems creepy. I don't know much about the Veiled Prophet Ball, yeah, but that doesn't sound <laughs> great. No, it doesn't. However, uh, to dispel the rumors right off the bat, because we're definitely not reading all this, it's a very, it's it's very unnecessary. But um, uh, no. She's not. She's not a racist, okay? Or at least there's zero evidence to prove that she is a racist. And, like, even if you went, you, like, grew up in the wrong place and they had balls and things or they had, like, um, dance parties and stuff that the KKK had some long-distant tie to from back in the day, that doesn't prove that you're a racist. You just, like, I I guess she was 19. Was she still living at home? Or, like, was this just... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. If that's like a cultural norm and you just did it and that had old history that you are unaware of, that definitely does not make you a racist. No, not at all. So what the heck is the Veiled Prophet Ball? Uh-huh. It's, it's an annual debutante ball in St. Louis with some very strange traditions and a history that's spotty at best. At, as at most debutante balls, young women are invited to show off to show off to and be honored by the community. So it's pageant, basically. Uh, uh, mm. Unlike at most debutante balls, the winner is... De- unlike, yes. Unlike at most debutante balls, the winner is decided by a hosting organization sometimes called the Mystic Order of the Veiled Prophet of the Enchanted Realm. That's the, that's the name. 
Enjoy. Were you listening? Yes. <laughs> the winner is decided by a hosting organization sometimes called the Mystic Order of the Veiled Prophet of the Enchanted Realm. So there's some creepiness <laughs> here. Uh, she was in high school when this was happening? She was 19, so probably oh, right just graduating. Uh, the group, what the group which has since rebranded as the Veiled Prophet Organization, was started by St. Louis community leaders who sought to bring more parties to the locals. So it's like this creepy organization that wants people to party. Okay. These included pageants like the ball, which first began crowning its teenage queens in 1878. The ball is pre, uh, presided over by the titular titular veiled prophet whose face and identity are concealed. So there's a picture here somewhere. So they're wearing things to cover their face. Up yeah. It's like a KKK. Just... Well, you can see this here. It's a veil. It's not a pointed hat. It's just a, like it looks like the Pope with a yeah. with a cloth over his face which is creepy yes because the pope is fucking creepy too <laughs> but um <laughs> that doesn't make it inherently racist no not at all that's just like the, the pope probably is <laughs> just making assumptions i don't know uh these guys sounded like super villains is this kkk thing is this a kkk thing like some people are saying it's not it's not a kkk thing but as with mo with so much in America, that doesn't mean the Veiled Prophet organization doesn't have its own racist history. The order was... It doesn't mean that it does, either. The order was an exclusive and exclusionary bunch that nonetheless found fans in St. Louis for its fancy parties. According to St. Louis Cultural Resources Office, the Mystic Order of the Veiled Prophet was a secretively or was a secretive society specifically created by white male community leaders, who then created a gala with the goal of reinforcing the notion of the benevolent elite. So it's creepy as shit. Yes. And it was made by a bunch of creepy ass white dudes. Uh, in the 1970s, they faced protests from civil rights groups like Action, which managed to infiltrate the ball in 1972 and unmask that year's veiled prophet who turned out to be a vice president of Monsanto. That is the more spicy story. What was a Monsanto president, vice president doing heading up one of these balls if they're not creepy elitist pricks trying to poison us in our food? Do you know who Monsanto is? I don't think so. Uh, they do all the genetically modified foods and frozen shit oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, uh, the society didn't admit any black members until 1979. That's been a while ago now. I'd yeah. say. Yep. I mean, the fact that they didn't at all is weird and racist. Yes. When was it founded, though? Uh, good question. Because that makes a whole difference. Going on to 40, about what, 40 years now? 42 years ago? Yeah. Eight, okay. When they first allowed someone. It seemed to be a combination. Okay, why are people calling it the KKK? It seemed to be a combination of the groups, actual racist history, its status as a secretive society. 1878. Yeah, so a while. A hot minute of, yes, racism, (laughs) sure. But that has nothing to do with Ellie Kemper in... Like 1999 doing the thing. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to start writing articles now. (laughs) (laughs) How how was Ellie Kemper involved? Well, the society was run for decades by wealthy whites 
white elite elites of Missouri, and that certainly includes families like Kemper's. Ellie's great-great-grandfather was a banking tycoon who became the first in a line of wealthy bankers. Her grandfather was president of Commerce something, something, and her dad is now the company's executive chairman. Who cares? What does that have to do with white supremacy? They were successful white dudes. That doesn't mean that they are racists. Uh, between this legacy, Ellie's attendance at Princeton, where her family uh, also has roots, her mother both attended and worked in the office administrations, and Ellie's own accomplishments as track as a track and musical theater star. I don't know. In her defense, by, by the time Ellie Kemper won the crown, the organization had become slightly more inclusive, while the Queen's have continued to be overwhelmingly white. At least some competitors for the crown called maids have been... Oh, that's some clever wording there. They're all called maids, <laughs> not just the black ones. You see how they worded that? Yeah, While the queens have continued... The queens have continued to be uh, overwhelmingly white. At least some competitors for the crown called maids... You motherfuckers. <laughs> have been black. Uh, still, the balls association with prejudice persists. Uh, as one headline in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch put in 2019, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I did, no, I'm not buying it, but no. uh, I, I would say stray away from peop- from any secret societies that have ties to racism. Sure, yeah, maybe don't. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know. I don't think she's racist, though. I think she's fine. Yeah, and the fact that Twitter went to... It went instantly to she was involved in a thing that has loosely t- loose ties to the history of a thing that is somewhat racist uh, at, until up to this point. And like there's so many variables here where it's enough wiggle room and enough, I don't know. There's no evidence that she's a racist either. No, not at all. She could have just done it and not been a racist. That's, that's a possibility yeah. since they have black maids and white queens. Just kidding. They're both called queens and both called maids. I'm sure. If the, if the organization was calling the, only the the black girls maids and the white ones queens, <laughs> that would be a completely different story. It would be. But that's that's not the case. That's, that's just how they want to spin it. Yeah, I think she's safe. She's not a racist. She's not. And also, she's awesome. So fuck you. Yes, and attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I am married, good sir. How dare you oh, speak? My bad. Speak does favorably your, of another. Do you? Does your wife fair listen? maiden? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but in fairness, I don't. I can neither confirm nor deny this. But Ellie Kemper has never listened to the show either. So how do you know? I don't know. Uh, we need to move on to more interesting things than uh, Twitter screeching about uh, false a- a- allegations of white supremacy. Uh, this comes from ProjectVeritas.com. So you know it actually is legit, most likely. They're the ones I told you, One of the earlier episodes that you were on, I was talking about Project Veritas. They do, like, undercover journalism and stuff like that. Yes. Basically just putting out, like, leaked information from people. Gotcha. So more f- more leaks. Facebook whistleblowers reveal secret filter for liberty-based and religious-based objections and skepticism, including vaccine passports. Oh, Do you understand that? I think so. Uh, Facebook um, filtering and blocking thing, blocking people who have religious objections or even liberty objections, like I am in control of my body, so you're not allowed to yeah. inject me with a vaccine or 
including, you know, objections or skepticism to vaccine passports. So why does Facebook have all this power to block all this stuff? That's a great question. We live in a country where we have freedom of speech and we can't type anything on a freaking social network. Well, it's a private it's a private company, bro. Mark How's Zuckerberg can be just as corrupt yeah. as he and it's just hilarious that we spent four years saying that, oh, the Russians uh, hacked the 2016 election by using Facebook ads. Yeah. Which, no. <laughs> Who has, like, even if Russia sold some ad space on Facebook, do you think that would ever sway an election or anybody would ever be swayed? I mean, based on a Facebook ad? It shouldn't, anyway, but. It wouldn't. <laughs> um, but, uh, so. This comes out um, on the heels of Project Veritas's bombshell. Why am I on both cameras again? Okay. On the heels of Project Veritas bombshell, Facebook Insider released on Monday. There is more information coming out from our insiders' leaked documents explaining on the company's efforts to stifle comments critical or skeptical to COVID-19 vaccines, liberty-based objections or skepticism. Uh, they come in different tiers. Uh, these tier three comments are not demoted like tier two comments. So expressing objections or concerns about being pressured to vaccinate uh, by a vaccine registry or vaccine passports also ranks comments as tier three vaccine hesitancy, which is filtered. I don't know. It's, it's just interesting that this is coming out and um, they're, they're, they also Project Veritas recently or not recently. It's been a while. Maybe it was recent. I get I get my articles mixed up, but Mark Zuckerberg saying um, that talking because they have leaked footage from somebody who is an insider at Facebook, and Mark Zuckerberg is saying to his people they do like a weekly meeting thing, and he's saying um, now we need to be uh, I'm 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 skeptical I'm I'm cautious we need to be cautious I think are his words about this vaccine because I you know we can't just be changing people's DNA and RNA and stuff like that right he said that. To his people. He said, we need to be cautious and not, we need to wait till more information comes out about this vaccine while he is blocking people for having hesitancy about the vaccine on his platform. So he's allowed to question it all he wants, but if you question it, yep. you're not allowed to be there. Nope, not at all. If you agree with Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg will censor you. That's that's all I'm trying to say here. <laughs> yeah. Does that, that make sense to you? Yeah, complete sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, also, we had some leaked, some other leaked stuff that just came out, and that is the topic of the week, in my opinion, and it's still early on. This was just like today that this stuff started leaking, but uh, Fauci, our, our boy, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, who, who's the retarded god emperor of the country and just changes his mind based on how he feels that day. <laughs> that guy. You remember him? Yeah. Yeah. So thousands of emails from Fauci and to Fauci during the pandemic's early days were published. Here's what they show about him. And this is from CNN.com, so you know it's probably not accurate. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci was a regular... Damn it. Damn it. You want to come over here and push the button and switch your own camera every now and then? Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci was a regular on American television as the pandemic unfolded across the country, and millions looked to the, the leading expert for insight and guidance on how we know. We know who this guy is. He was fielding dozens of questions every day. Yes, we know. We know. Is there anything? 
am hanging in the, the director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease and a doctor for the National Institute of Health for more than 50 years. Fauci had worked on... Okay, we don't need a full recap of everything Dr. Fauci has done. Just tell me what the emails are. Do not hesitate to call our email. All right, we're shut up. Uh, Fauci emails, five biggest revelations. Let's simplify this a little bit. Okay. Instead of burying it, did they bury it? Uh, maybe a little bit, but we'll see if they get to the, the main point, because I do have a main point, and once again, I'm doing this to show that they're just not going to talk about the main point here. Dr. Anthony Fauci received a worried message from Bill Gates' advisor and offered support to a Chinese health official toward the beginning of COVID-19 pandemic, newly re released email shows. Hundreds of pages... Oh, this comes from Newsweek.com. She knows legit, by the way. It's not. It's probably not still, but... <laughs> You know it is. Hundreds of pages of Fauci's emails have been revealed uh, under the Freedom of Information Act. They show the director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease dealing with a variety of queries and issues. BuzzFeed News, which hats off to BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed's usually trash, but BuzzFeed are were apparently the first ones to uh, put this out there. So huh. when when they do right, we gotta gotta give them a gotta okay. give them one of these. All right. BuzzFeed News obtained more than 3,200 pages of emails that have been made available online, while the Washington Post received more than 860 pages, some of which are also available to read. Here are five of the biggest takeaways from the emails. A Bill Gates advisor was worried about Fauci's health. How is that the number one thing? Fauci spoke to... Yeah. Fauci spoke to Microsoft founder Bill Gates on the phone on April 1st. April 1st? It seems a little... A little sus. Yeah. April's Fool's. <laughs> Saying he was, quote, wait, yeah, enthusiastic about moving forward <laughs> on a collaborative and hopefully synergistic approach to COVID-19. After the call, a senior executive at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Emilio Emini, which is a sweet name, who was in charge of coordination on a COVID vaccine, emailed Fauci worrying about his health. Quote, I see you on TV almost every day, and although you continue to have considerable energy, I am seriously worried about you, Amini said. Or Emini, I don't know. The na the continuing, uh, the nation and the world absolutely need your leadership. That is certainly debatable. Uh, Fauci wrote back at 1.53 a.m. I'm not sure what that's supposed to be. I'm guessing... 1.53? Yeah. <laughs> Wrote back at uh, one hour and 53 minutes to say, in, in the morning, by the way, AM, to say, I will try to engage as much as I can given my current circumstances. So they're just, that's nothing. That's absolutely nothing. Somebody said to Fauci, I'm concerned about you. You seem to be working hard. That's their number one concern in these emails. So that would lead you to believe that there's nothing in these emails, right? If somebody told you that these emails came out and the number one concern is that somebody said, Fauci, we're worried about you, bro. You would throw out the the other, you know, 3,200 pages at that point, because if that's the number one concern, then <laughs> right. that's nothing. Exactly. Uh, Fauci offered support to a Chinese health official. Maybe these aren't in the right order. Maybe it's supposed to be, you know, the, the last one is the best. Yes. I don't know. Because this is certainly more interesting than the last one. Fauci offered support to Chinese health to a Chinese health official on 
March 28, 2020, Fauci received an email from George Gao or Gao or whatever, director of the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention. That guy had given an interview to Science Magazine saying the U.S. and other Western nations were making a big mistake by not telling, telling people to wear masks. I saw the science interview. How could I say such a word, such a word, big mistake about others? That was journalists. What? Hope you understand. Go. I don't know. Let's let's work together and get the virus out of the earth. Who cares? He talked to a guy. Uh, experts <laughs> worried that COVID nineteen would look engineered. So this mm. this is a pretty important one. Experts were worried that COVID nineteen would look engineered. But it's okay if it looks engineered, if it is engineered. Yes. And that should be exactly what it looks like <laughs> if it is engineered. So, yeah. Um, we have a good team li- lined up to look very critically at this. We should uh, make sure I didn't miss anything important. Um, yeah. We have, a, we have a good team lined up to look very critically at this. So we should know much more at the end of the weekend. He wrote... Uh, I should mention that after discussion earlier today, Eddie, blah, 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 and myself all find the genome inconsistent with uh, expectations from evolutionary theory. So he's saying, it looks like it's not an evolutionary thing. It looks like it was man-made of some sort. Uh, But we have to look at this much more closely, and there are still further analysis to be done. So those options could still change. Now, this could have been early on and they didn't know enough. And he's saying, you know, right now it looks like this and maybe they, they've gotten more evidence. But they never even gave, they not only didn't give any indication that it seemed like it could be man-made. They said, if you think that there's any chance that it could be man-made, you're an evil white supremacist terrorist. Yeah. So ergo Fauci at this point is an evil white supremacist terrorist. Uh, Fauci said, this is number four, said that the store-bought masks are not really effective. Yeah. Well, we kind of already knew that. Who's been saying that for a year? <laughs> right. It wasn't Fauci. It was me, based on the little bit that I know. It, 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 if you talk to a couple medical experts, you will find that out. But uh, apparently Fauci doesn't do that. He just watches CNN, and they tell him what to say. Uh, masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection infection to people who are not infected rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring infection. Yes. Yes. That's what, I mean, honestly, that's what our mask, like over in China, don't they just all, if they're sick at all, they just wear masks as a courtesy of not getting anybody else sick. Sure. And then after last year, it seems like everybody has to wear a mask. So you don't get sick. So you don't get it or spread it. Yeah, I don't really mm. go to China for my medical advice at this yeah. point. You know, I don't know why. Maybe, probably just racism. <laughs> uh, the typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out virus, which is small enough to pass through material. Yes. It might, however, provide some slight, slight benefit in keeping out gross droplets if someone coughs or sneezes on you. Did it say gross, really? It does. Keep out gross droplets if someone coughs or sneezes. What so, is gross droplets? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the scientific word for <laughs> gross. <laughs> gross um, icky. Uh, I do not recommend that you wear a mask, particu- particularly since you are going to a very low-risk location, he said. 
The Center for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, uh, updated its guidance on masks with zero evidence of why they should. Uh, Fauci was uncomfortable with people's fascination with him. What? Fauci loves cameras. What are you talking about? During the pandemic, Fauci became a figure of much public uh, attention and enjoyed a popular image that led to articles, memes, and even merchandise. He wasn't very comfortable with the attention. Who cares? Who who cares? I'm not even going to read that. The fact that you put that, like, this is either number five, like the lowest, the lowest of the five, or it's the highest of the five. Either way, it's neither. Who right. cares? And you want to know what they left out? What did they leave out? And this was sent to me this morning by a, uh, a f- good friend of the show. I recently went on his show. It's uh, Josh Smith from Break the Cycle. I got to pull this up because I didn't have it ready. But Josh Smith from Break the Cycle was tweeting this out, and um, it's apparently one of the pages. And I do have all the emails that we can dig through and find if this is legit or not. So let me copy this link here. And let's see. Oh, let me just, let me just, let me just save this image as actually. One second, guys. This is the level of professionalism you get for your free show that you're watching here. The bonus, trust me, is way, way higher quality. Um, so this comes from Joshua Smith of Break the Cycle, which check him out at Joshua on Twitter at Joshua at large is his Twitter handle. But uh, he posted this this morning and he sent it to me directly even. And um, this is uh, interesting. Uh, page 2286 of these FOIA emails to Dr. Fauci. Ouch. He was aware of this from a virologist back in early 2020. Now, do you see anything wrong with this image, Travis? Let me see here. Uh, I'm bioweapon. The subject of the email. <laughs> yes. Coronavirus <laughs> bioweapon production method. Well, there you go. Have it. There you have it. But... <laughs> That's all we needed to okay, see. Okay, <laughs> let, let's let's verify this because I haven't checked yet. Uh, two thousand two hundred eighty-six is the page number. So scrolling down, these are all the emails. Which, if maybe I'll put links to this in the show notes. Go check; they might be there. I might forget to do it. Uh, two thousand two. The thing about this: how do we know this is the legit email file and not like? Well, you don't put out like ten thousand page documents of manufactured things too easily. And I would imagine somebody has verified it since it's circulating and in the news at the moment, like for CNN and uh, Newsmax and all these people to be, you know, reporting on it. There's I'm not the one who verified it, but somebody had to have verified it at some point. 2,200, 26, 2,230s, 2,260s, 70. Oh, here we go. Here. Where is it? Or is it coronavirus bioweapon production method? Boom. Bam. There it is. That's right. Yeah. So, and it says, hello, Anthony. This is how the virus was created. <laughs> and then it's just got this big long list, which it sounds like, uh, like, don't misconstrue this. This isn't Fauci uh, conspiring with a person to create this bioweapon. But this is somebody saying, hey, 
Dr. Fauci, this is how this was created. I don't know if the guy is somebody who, oh, like, yeah. worked on it or what, or he was, like, leaking the information. But if there was somebody even who was on the up and up who was leaking this information to Fauci and Fauci did nothing with this information, then we've got a big problem. Um, and, the, again, this is from Wednesday, March 11th in 2020. And up until a week ago, what we couldn't say this might be man-made even. March 11th. That was like the beginning of all of this. Yes. The very beginning. <laughs> yes. So, uh, this this email came from Adam Gartner. Adam, come on the show. Let me, let me know your thoughts. But, uh, interesting. And everybody, also go check out Josh's show. It's fantastic. Um, uh, break, look up Break the Cycle on YouTube or go to at Joshua at large. Especially the one that I'm on. That's his best show so far. But... That is, that's fun. That's that's fun little nuggets. And uh, what's your take on all this, Travis? That's surprising. I mean, it was a year ago. Well, more than a year ago. More than a year ago, yeah. That was literally the beginning of the shutdown and everything. That's when, I we, we started hearing about COVID in what, January, February over yeah. in China. And then like April came around. Yeah, it was like mid to late February that things started locking down here. But uh I mean, again, even back then, I'll still remember from this day when I got on the news and saw breaking news, Wuhan, China, virus, right. and yeah. bat. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Now, I want to read you a little bit of history. And we're going to probably end with this unless, uh, I mean, we can get into some conversation about it. But uh, just uh, just another another one of these things. Like last week, we talked about, what was it, Operation Northwoods. Uh, today we're going to talk about the Gulf of Tonkin incident. Are you familiar with the Gulf of Tonkin incident, Travis? No. Okay. History time. So, uh, the Gulf of Tonkin incident, and this comes from Wikipedia. I'm trying to make these the least credible resources as possible. So you know that this is layperson information. Like, everybody should know about this. This should have been taught in our history books. Yes. This isn't like some crazy conspiracy theory. Gotcha. Uh, the Gulf of Tonkin incident also known as USS Maddox Incident, was an international confrontation that led to the United States engaging more directly in the Vietnam War. It involved both a proven confrontation on August 2nd, 1964, and a claim of a second confrontation, that's the important one, that, that second claim, on August 4th of 1964, uh, between ships of North Vietnam and the United States in the waters of the Gulf of Tonkin. So there's, there's North Vietnam ships and United States ships in the Gulf of Tonkin, and there was a, an alleged first attack, and then there was an alleged second attack. Uh, the original American report blamed North Vietnam for both incidents, but the Pentagon Papers, the memoirs of Robert M McNamara, uh, and NSA publications from 2005 suggested that the dismissal by Department of State and other government personnel of legitimate concerns regarding the veracity of the second incident was used to justify an escalation by the U.S. to, state, to a state of war against North Vietnam. Blah, blah, blah. It was a false flag. They, they said that we got attacked, we didn't get attacked, and then we went to war with Vietnam. It just seems interesting and important to bring up as we are, you know, we just celebrated Memorial Day and all that, and every, yeah. everybody celebrates Memorial Day. How, how, do you, how would you say that people sp celebrate Memorial Day? Uh, well, typically, it's uh, going to the store and buying a 24-pack of beer and <laughs> grilling out <laughs> and getting drunk burgers and beers <laughs> yeah yep. 
Uh, or you got freedom. <laughs> <laughs> or you got some people actually that will you know remember the people who have lost their lives to yeah. to fight for this crazy country, and uh, or you got some people that do it. Actually, I don't know if it's more like government based, but just remembering the dead that just lost their lives. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> do you? What are your thoughts on on? Well, I'm anti-war. I, I'm uh, that is usually seen as as in you don't anti-patriotic. Believe in- believe in war at all yeah okay well i mean i i believe in defending yourself okay i don't believe in attacking people for any real reason like um like aggressing upon somebody that's kind of the whole point of like the libertarian stuff is like you don't aggress on people you don't have a reason to if you're not defending yourself you don't have to hurt somebody else just because they have something that you want um i'm anti-war Across the board, and uh, that is seen as unpatriotic, or you don't support the troops if you don't support war. But the problem with that is, I I do support the troops. I support them so much. I want them to stop fucking dying for no reason. Right? Isn't that more supportive of the troops? Yes, I I, I see your uh, thought process on that. I, it's Until pretty cut and dry. Like yeah. stop, because we're like, I, I'm not like the biggest on like the biggest smart big-brained person on things like uh foreign affairs and stuff but we keep going into these other countries like we're still in afghanistan we've talked about that before but like in afghanistan why have we been there for 20 years do you feel like we have this this threat looming of afghanistan attacking us and having another 9-11 style that's the thing i don't even know man like why are we over there i'm assuming it's protecting them or something what does that have to do with us? Well, uh-huh. we're overthrowing governments, and then we are staying there to help help them implement our wonderful democracy that's going so well here. Yeah. Like, we don't know how to stop, uh, you know, we don't know how to take care of our own people or how to no. create a functional society where we don't have homeless people and we don't have struggling, like, veterans and uh, mental crises and stuff like that. We don't know how to do that here, but we can go over there, overthrow their country, and say, we're going to help you do it right. Like, how about you figure it out for yourself first, motherfucker? Yeah, I never understood any of that. I I, I wouldn't say we're the the last people to be able to help others out, but I know that we do a lot of trades, and without ever countries trading with us, we would not have as much as we have here. But Sure, but... Other More people would be willing to trade with us if we weren't such fucking dicks. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, we're we we are we act like we are just out there spreading democracy and everybody like if they don't want democracy, then why are we spreading it? Why are we forcing it on them? Growing up, I was taught that America is the best and the only thing that should exist in the world. Yeah. So. Yeah. We we were basically taught like everybody hates us for our freedom. They're they're 9-11 happened because they hate how successful we are in being free. Like or maybe it could be because we keep bombing their children. I don't know. That might have something to do with it. Right. And Ron Paul was, uh, like, one of his best moments. Uh, he was on stage up against, on the debate stage against Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is, like, the CIA even has a term for this. It's called blowback. Uh, we keep bombing them. That just makes them pissed off. Like, if somebody was bombing us, I mean, you saw it after 9-11. Right. That it convinced a bunch of us, or a bunch of, not me, but a bunch of uh, Americans to be pro-war and like, yeah, we need to go bomb the hell out of them. There were yeah. so many country mm. songs written about it. Yep. Um, Pearl Harbor, look at that. Yeah, it's like, Boom. It's like if, if, the, if Afghanistan legitimately took down 9-11 and we got pissed off, so we decided to go bomb them, how is it any different? 
Then us not. bombing them and them going, okay, well, we're it's going to. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking cycle. Yeah, it's uh, it's called blowback. <laughs> if you if you kill enough people in a certain area, they tend to be unhappy about it. <laughs> and sometimes they do something about it. Yes. That's another thing that's scary, too. Like, you have Russia and China sitting over there. Like, when are they going to retaliate on us? Like, they well, could. China already is. I mean, they. I think Russia is like a distraction because Russia is so tiny that uh, it's not really that big of a threat. Um, I, I think Russia. I, I heard an analogy. I don't remember who who made it recently, but the analogy for Russia is basically: you live in a house, like you have a roommate in a house, and um, that roommate has a gun. You also have guns. You all, you have bigger guns and better guns, but you keep pushing the other kid. Uh, uh, like you're you're like secluding him to other rooms and you're like bullying him until eventually he's in a corner and he doesn't want to use his gun and you're not really that scared of him using his gun but eventually he's going to use his gun yes like that that's kind of how Russia from my understanding right. is they're not that big of a threat we're just kind of pushing them to the point where they will do one thing and once they do that one thing that justifies us annihilating them do do you remember when uh, COVID before it happened before all this broke out say back maybe like late November or early October, um, didn't Trump didn't he was he meeting with Putin and uh, the dude from yeah Kim Jong Un yes yeah what yeah. happened to that like it's just like and then I thought he did he die or he got sick or Trump no <laughs> no Kim maybe I heard, um, he, heard he was in the hospital or something like that and he had surgery and was dead and I haven't heard from him since. I don't, I don't know what's going on. And then Putin, too. Like There are theories about a body double for Kim Jong-un. And we talked about it back then, but uh, there there were some crazy, crazy conspiracy theories that Kim Jong-un had a body double and he was actually uh, dead or dying or something. And they were talking about, you know, if he is dead, then his sister, who is an evil monster, will take over his place. And we need to be scared about that, too. Um, people said it was crazy that Kim Jong Un would have a body double, and then it came out uh, he did. He did have a body double. Oh, he did. That was... yeah. yeah. So he is dead. No, he's not dead. Oh. He he was like sick or like down and out or something. But he, I am pretty sure. I don't remember uh, all the details, but I'm pretty that's what sure. Blows my mind. Like, how do we not know? <laughs> like, right. That's so weird. Right. Like, I think we do. I think we do. And yeah, Trump was uh, on foreign relations. Trump was doing pretty damn good. Yeah. He, like, he the, the yeah, but what did he do? Like what? did he do what is what was the agreement with them the work of all of us at that time and then as soon as COVID happened and now we're like what's about to happen like what did I, I feel like in my head this is just a personal thing I feel like there was some type of deal made or some type of negotiation that if Trump would have stayed in office something could have else happened but he didn't and now something worse I don't know I know I think it would have been better I think if he would have stayed in office things would have been better but since he didn't now, what is going to happen? And I'm waiting for the other countries to come out because now we're starting to get back into a phase where COVID And we're getting dying. back to being the bullies and everybody yeah. hates us again. And China is... Oh, and we, we didn't even talk about... There's all these like cyber attacks that are going on. Have you heard about these? Like, I don't think so. These, there was like one on like the biggest beef manufacturer. Uh, oh, these cyber yes. hacks where they yeah. hold their... Their codes ransom, and they will not. And there was, yeah. That's what the oil shortage was from too. They there was a cyber attack on the pipeline, and they hold these things ransom. And our country, I, I mean, it is kind of up to the business itself to decide what they do with that. But our country, at some point, should be like, we are, we cannot have you negotiating with terrorists. 
that's what this is. Like right. these people are holding the livelihood of our country at ransom for like five billion dollars, and we're just like, okay, take it. What does that like? What incentive do people have? Do these hackers have? To not keep doing this over and over and over again if we're just going to give them money because we don't want to fight it or don't want to lose our, our beef and oil. don't understand it. I don't know. It's a, it's a real bad precedent to set, I would say, at the very least. And um, did, did you hear about all those cyber attacks under, under Donald Trump? Yeah, didn't he like do a lot of them? Didn't he do a lot of them? <laughs> As in like... When he was in office, didn't like no one really talked about it. Like, wasn't that stuff happening? I didn't hear about any of them. That's what I mean. It's like I there was nothing I mean, they, they talked they, about. I suppose they could have happened, and we didn't hear about it. But it seems to me like people are less scared of messing with America under Joe Biden's leadership. Yeah, which is weird. Why is that weird? The dude's a fucking corpse. <laughs> oh, I know that, but like, I mean, Donald Trump was a celebrity going into a presidency not knowing anything. Yeah. So what what difference was that? It's like. Well, he's Donald, a businessman. Yeah, Donald Trump was a big talker, and that's really all, all that it takes, because he's a big talker who, even if he's not going to attack North Korea or Russia or somebody like that, if he gives off the appearance of being a strong leader who might attack you, like he's this crazy person who might pull the trigger at any time, you're going to be like, eh, we don't really know where this could go. With Biden, they've <laughs> seen him do nothing for 45 years, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> we're good. We're not too worried about that. It only takes that one time, though. Yeah, yeah. Psychotic. Yeah, and... Uh, and that's when our world will start. <laughs> exactly. And China is is creeping in as well. As, as, I I mean, just... You know about the like the Mulan thing where Disney... Well, do you know about uh, the concentration camps that are currently happening in China? Mm, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Eh, they've been going on for a while. We just <laughs> don't talk about those because Fair. we like China. Because they have a big market for our entertainment business. I'm actually fra- afraid of. I've always been like petrified of China because I feel like I've been always told that like that they're big, they're big country. They have all this money, they have all this military weapons and all this crazy stuff. Plus, they're prodigies over there. Yeah. Um. Like, <laughs> why aren't they running the show? That's what confuses the shit out of me. Give it, give it a month. <laughs> <laughs> give Yay! it a month, and we we we're gonna be in those concentration camps. Now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's currently Uyghur Muslims in the in the concentration camps, but. Um, it is a thing. You can look into it. It is there. It is happening. And uh, it's like when you talk about war and you talk about uh, intervening, like the first thing as a libertarian, of course, the, f- the first thing that people will ask is, oh, you think that we shouldn't have gotten involved in in, uh, you know, ending the Nazi regime and saving all the Jews and blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, there's a debate there to be had. I don't know exactly what the answer is. But do you think that we should go to war with China right now to stop all the concentration camps that are happening there? Probably not. I, I don't know. I don't. I, it's it's uh, debatable. Um, we got so, we have so much going on in our country that we need to figure right. out. Yes, like <laughs> Civil War Part Two. Yes, Civil War Two Point <laughs> Wait, Civil War Two Point <laughs> Anyway, so uh, yeah, I brought up the Gulf of Tonkin thing just to to point out another time that our government wanted to go to war, so they just uh, they just faked it and i don't know why people are acting like this is new like this this happened in uh in 1964 and uh i I mean this happens all throughout history these false flags of because when people get in power and they want something if they want to go to war if it's going to be lucrative for them um uh, we make a whole lot of money off of making bombs but um 
if war is lucrative for you and you want more power, more money, more more leadership, then uh, just fake it. Just convince people. It's like a game of poker. Yeah. Pretty much all it comes down. I would say that Trump is more a game of poker because he's more of the, the bluffing and convincing yeah. people that he's got a good hand when he doesn't even have a full deck. But uh, yeah. Or any cards. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know. Keep an eye out for all this stuff. I, China is... Oh, on the Uyghur Muslim thing, I talked about it on here uh, back when the Mulan remake came out. Yeah. Did you see the Mulan remake? No, I didn't even see Mulan yet. You're trash. <laughs> I was going to say it's trash, but you're trash. <laughs> Sorry. Um, just, it's just racism, man. It, it's, you're just afraid of... You just said, I've been terrified of China all my life, so I get it. <laughs> yeah. No. I just never was interested in knowing about that movie. No, the the original is great, and I actually didn't think the the remake was too bad. But um, Disney always panders to China. Um, Disney pretends like they're oh th- this ties into white uh, not white pride into Pride Month as well <laughs> because um, uh, Disney will make these inclusionary movies like they'll put in like. You know, a gay kiss or a gay hint at a thing. You know how it's always like just a little clip to say, yeah, we support the gays. We're cool. They keep you hanging. They do the little hang clicker thing. What they do is they put those in there. And then when they send it to China, they just since it's a little small thing, they can just take it out. It's gone. (laughs) Doesn't exist anymore. So they're pro-gay. Unless they can pander to China because they know that they'll make a shit ton of money there. They're they're only doing any of this stuff because of their bottom line and making money, which is why with the Mulan thing, they filmed it in China. They filmed it very close to these concentration camps, and then they thanked the communist uh, government of China. They, they filmed it like right outside the concentration camps and thanked the Chinese government for allowing them to film their stupid-ass movie. Wow. So So you ask, like... I think that war is coming with China. I think that China is going to take over. They've already taken over. Like, if everybody in, uh, like, okay, so what is the biggest export in America? Like, what is the thing that, like, certain countries have oil, certain countries have, you know, produce and different things. What do you think is our biggest export that we send out to people? (laughs) Nothing, I wouldn't think. (laughs) Pretty much. It's entertainment. Ah, okay, makes sense. (laughs) Like, that is, like... The vast majority of our economy is just keeping the entire world entertained, and it all of our entertainment is pandering to China, is doing what China wants, and we all see the atrocities that China is doing as well, but we're just like, we're not going to talk about that because we're woke and we're inclusionary. We're not racists because we love evil, we love the evil Chinese Communist Party government. I'm not, I'm not bashing on Chinese folks in general. There's, there's one or two decent ones out there. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have no problem with Chinese people, or as Travis would say, a Chinese. <laughs> um, Their food is great. It's true. Uh, I have no problem. I'll say it one more time. No problem with Chinese people, but the Chinese government is creepy as shit, and it's, it's working its who way. Who is the face of the Chinese government? Xi Jinping is their their leader, I believe, currently. And they have one one leader for the entire thing. It's kind of like a... You know, I'm. I believe. Okay. Yes. I don't even. That's a thing. Why do I not know this stuff? I. Know, well, th- yeah. It's like. <laughs> what did we learn about in school? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> when all this was going on, still at the time, what did we even learn about? We talked about past shit. Like I remember sitting in like American history class, and then they're talking about Vietnam. That's happened. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, did they it. talk about the Gulf of Tonkin when they talked about Vietnam, though? No, they did not. No. You know, the reason we got into war with Vietnam? They didn't talk about that either. That's the thing. Like, they don't. If you're going to learn something, especially in a school that it's government provided, you should talk about all the damn facts. You should <laughs> not just select stuff. <laughs> well, you know what the problem is? You can't because then you're going to have. We're going to be educated about our government. We're probably who's, gonna... <laughs> who's in charge of the education? Exactly. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a system, it's a fucking circle. It's a cycle. Who's in charge of. <laughs> brainwashing your kids bro <laughs> it's the government uncle sam it's the same people the same people who carried out the gulf of tonkin incident they're the ones teaching your kids about vietnam so or they're the ones at least passing down the curriculum uh to teach your kids about vietnam i it just blows my mind that there aren't more teachers willing to have a, to grow a pair within the system and actually teach some of this stuff like actually teach uh, there are titles for these incidents they're not just like oh a thing that happened it's like there's a title for it it's historic enough to have a title that means it's a big fucking deal yeah i was gonna call out a teacher's name that talked about government in our high school but mr archer yeah. <laughs> yes he seems like he did a pretty good job of uh kind of going I don't know, outside. Not the, the best stuff has come out about him since then. No. He was also a communist. Was he really? Yeah, self-proclaimed. Like, uh. he called himself one. Which, at the time, I didn't. we didn't really know what that meant. Right. And do, do you really know what it means? Not now? really. Still from okay. the same people, I'm like, I have an idea, but like, what's the real meaning? Like, what is that? Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll break down the differences on some of these, like, societal, economic structures. Socialists. Um, yeah, maybe we'll talk about that in the bonus because we're already at an hour and 36 minutes. Jeez. Holy. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I, I guess the bottom line is trust no one and <laughs> kill yourself. I don't know. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts, Travis? <laughs> uh, no, nope. I don't really got anything. Yeah. I don't <laughs> feel like I'm on my A game today, but it's all right. You win some, you lose some. But yeah, yesterday was Memorial Day. Oh no, it wasn't. The day before that was Memorial yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah. So, so to recap, we've got Fauci leaking out these emails. We've got Biden losing his mind continually. We've got um, we've got the, the crazy maskers who are anti-science to the point that they won't have sex with their wives. We got, uh, COVID. We got COVID being a biochemical weapon now that, that seems like it should be <laughs> headlines everywhere right it won't be <laughs> it's a crazy conspiracy theory from dr fauci himself uh oh trump says he'll be reinstated keep an eye oh, on august keep an eye on that yeah august is coming our time's coming guys wow. our time's coming. Are, are you concerned about uh, a bunch of crazy trump supporters overthrowing our government no i'm like legitimately concerned I'm not concerned anybody overthrowing our as if we as a people in this country is overthrowing our government. To me, that's I mean I don't know if I should say that, but it's exciting. It's like something's happening where us little people are finally doing something that the big dogs have been doing for years and years and years, and now finally just like okay, let's let's fucking do this. Yeah. <laughs> but now if another country comes over and does it, then it's a little bit more like uh yeah yeah, but whatever. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that's the answer, but we all, at least everyone in this room, agrees that uh, the government is corrupt, and maybe maybe the election is, is faulty, even if it's not, our government is corrupt, and I don't think, even if there was like, hey, we need to overthrow this government and, and do something new, like, they're too tyrant. before it got to that point, they would have to be like, you know, tyrannical enough to the point that they're killing people, and some could make the argument that they are killing people in many, many 
many circumstances, but um, if you were to go down that road, it would not. I, I would not be pushing for Donald Trump being the leader of overthrowing the government and uh, making us any freer. I mean, why not? But there is the possibility of, of a false flag there, and that would be very interesting and not that surprising uh, if Donald Trump, which we haven't heard the man say a damn thing about this, but if he is planning on Nothing some really. coup in, in August, would you be that surprised? Not really. I mean... W- would you trust it? Would you think that it's just this crazy man who's trying to, you know, rally up a bunch of people? The way I think of it is it has to be a reason. I mean, what's happening in August that... I don't know. What, I don't know. Is there anything happening in August that kind of sparks up some fire there a little bit? President Trump's inauguration? <laughs> <laughs> August 20th. Yeah. No, I, I think that there's certainly a possibility that, um, you know, they could stage something. Something could happen, which... Again, as I said before, I wouldn't be surprised if the Black Lives Matter riots and the January 6th thing were all staged to some degree to oh, yeah. stir up people. And it, that doesn't mean, like, they, the CIA brought in, like, a thousand people to the Capitol and they all stormed the Capitol. No, all it means is there were a bunch of people that were there and already pissed off, and there were some instigators throughout the crowd that encouraged and pushed for this. Yeah. Once one person starts going into the Capitol, another person starts going into the Capitol, and another person. It's like we follow a system. It's it's almost like we're sheep or yeah, something. It's kind of like when you line up for class and you walk in a straight line. Yep, yep. Day one. Yeah. <laughs> and who came up with that system? <laughs> you start you starting to see like the, the ties and the connections. Yeah, it's crazy. Who is responsible if we are brainwashed and trained to think in ways where we're easily manipulated? Who's doing the teaching? It's still the government. If you really think about it, though, if they train us since day one and we're actually thinking like this is happening, what success of winning are we ever going to get? Because all we know is from what they've taught us, you know, yeah. in a sense, unless we're doing our own research. But our own research is just going outside of the spectrum and trying to find little facts, little tidbits, trying to put it all together. But then in, in the bigger picture, it's still the same system cycling over yeah. and over again. Yeah. It's scary. No, you're absolutely right. That They are the reason why people are brainwashed, and they are the reason why uh, people are so quick to accept these um, these race-bait stories and stuff like that where uh, it's divide and conquer. Uh, we'll probably say it every single episode, but it's divide and conquer, and it's working wonderfully. And um, the only thing people can do is start doing your own research. And as I've shown, you can do some research on Wikipedia even and find out the corruption that has happened in the government. MK Ultra. Are you familiar? No. We'll just throw out some things. MK Ultra. Look into 9/11. Go on like BitChute or something. Watch like Loose Change or something. Because mm. uh, there's a reason. Like these crazy conspiracy people, like myself and others, people are so quick to write us off as just being crazy because oh, yeah. oh you watched a YouTube video and now you think you know everything. It's like yeah, but you didn't even watch the YouTube video. Right. You didn't do any research at all of right. your own. Like you didn't. You don't even know why I think the way I do. Let alone uh, have reasons why I am incorrect. So, if somebody is like spending all their time digging into this stuff and you're not digging into it at all, maybe listen to the person who's right. OCD, like obsessed with it, and uh, came to scary conclusions because um, they might be right. So I, I think that's a good place that, to leave it. Yeah. I, one more thing. Sure. Uh, with that being said, if you have if you're a conspiracy person, conspiracist, uh, and you have someone that 
is arguing with you about a certain topic and they say what facts you have and like well i'm educated i am i'm a graduate from college blah blah blah. i've done my research that way that's what makes me right and you're wrong are you saying the conspiracy person no no the other other person the other people that because i'm smarter right smarter so i know more that's pretty much all i've ever gotten back from anybody that's arguing or debating on anything it's always like oh i'm educated i i've been to college i've afforded a degree i've I've put my time in i don't need to do this little petty research stuff and nitpick things right and i'm like "Uh, okay and like as me i'm very neutral so i just kind of let it drop i'm like i don't want to get well how are you supposed to argue with that you can't i I just know because i (laughs) i know because i got a piece of paper with my name on it from the government Uh, yep. Anyway. yep that's that's the level of uh the level of you know credibility that we're dealing with here and there are times where i feel like you know who am i to speak on these things i i know so little i have to look up stuff but i'm at least looking up stuff yeah. and just because you got a degree in like i don't know uh, social arts or something <laughs> like that um that doesn't mean you know anything about the moon landing or 9-11 or the oh, the history of the country <laughs> right so yeah <laughs> any final thoughts travis any anything else no man no i really don't got nothing else uh this was a good podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's how they're all gonna end <laughs> now that's that it. Was good <laughs> All right, Travis, uh, tell everybody where they can find you and your new prison ministry of <laughs> recording people in padded cells. Yes, if you're interested in getting any audio work done, editing, producing, mixing, mastering, anything like that, please hit me up at charmediagroup.com. Or personally, you can hit me up on my Facebook, facebook.com forward slash engineer Travis Harms. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, getting your directions figured out. I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Takes a while. I get it. It's got a, it's got a slash forward, not slashing backwards. We're forward thinkers here. We slash uh, forward. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But uh, this nonsense will probably carry on into another episode that we'll do after this. But um, if you would like that, go join the Downers Club at patreon.com forward slash the system is down. And maybe 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 we'll be a little bit more coherent over there. Maybe we'll just smoke a little and get even less coherent and more introspective, which is what we probably should have done for this one. <laughs> but thanks, guys, for listening. And... Sign up for the Downers Club at patreon.com forward slash the system is down. Leave a voicemail at 309-716-3818. Send some electronic hate mail to dan at tsidpod.com. Send me some shit at P.O. Box 84, Alito, Illinois 61231. And go join antinewslive.com at antinewslive.com. Follow me on Twitter at tsidpod. And until next time. Question everything. Stand comfortable. Be bad. Have fun. And I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. Be sure to like and subscribe on your way out and help us change the world one uncomfortable conversation at a time. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, go join the Downers Club at patreon.com forward slash the systems down for bonus episodes of the show every single week. Until next time, please continue to question everything. Stand comfortable. And I'll talk to you then. Thanks. been a goulash media production goulashmedia.net this concludes our broadcast day click